Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So as you guys know at home, the stakes for this midterm election are high. We are at a critical moment as a country. We are charting an unchartered territory right now, a path forward trying to salvage what we love about this country, salvage the meaning of this country, the rule of law freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, just the bare basics of what make America great. We are trying to preserve. We are trying to hold dear. And that's what this November election is about. So with that in mind, I wanted to have someone on the show who's running for Congress. He's one of the guys we got to get in who is willing to fight, who is willing to stand up for these freedoms and these principles. So keeping that in mind, I wanted to have a candidate on who's willing to fight for what makes America great, willing to fight for our freedoms, our individual liberty, the rule of law, our freedoms that we love that are you know quickly dissipating before our eyes at the hands of the Biden administration. So this guy is going to fight. We know he's going to fight because he's been fighting. He's already been fighting for you. Hung Cao, he's running for Congress in Virginia's 10th congressional district. He escaped Vietnam. He escaped communism at age four. His dad was actually on an execution list. His family eventually came to America where his family made a life for themselves here in America. He went to the Naval Academy, went on to serve in the Navy for you know quite some time, 25 years in special operations. He has seen combat and deployed in combat in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Somalia. So this is a guy who understands. And while he was there, he served alongside special forces and SEAL teams. So this is a guy who knows what sacrifice is all about, who loves this country so much that he was willing to go and defend it in combat, potentially laying his own life on the line 
for this country. So if anyone's going to go to Congress and stand up for America, it's this guy. So he's got an interesting life story. He's a fighter. I love to one of his ads. He, he points out the fact standing up for his friends and the military who are being purged over a vaccine that doesn't even work, that doesn't even stop the spread. So Hung Cow, he's running for Congress, Virginia's 10th Congressional District. I think you're going to love him, and I hope you love this interview. So stay tuned. Listen up for Hung Cow. So Hung, I actually saw that we, I think we grew up, you went to high school. I grew up in the Northern Virginia area, but you went to Thomas Jefferson. So I, I did not get in there. So <laughs> congratulations on that. <laughs> they, gave, they gave it to everybody with an Asian name, I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, did not, they did not give it to me. For everyone at home, that is a school for very, very smart kids. So, uh, you know, Hung, on a more serious note, so you have an incredibly interesting uh, life story, and you've accomplished so much in your life. Uh, so your family escaped Vietnam in 1975, shortly before the fall of Saigon. Uh, I believe you were four years old. Your father was on a list to be executed. Talk about your family's escape from Vietnam. So, yes, my father was a um, uh, high government official. He was a deputy minister of agriculture uh, for Vietnam. He, at one point, he was also the Vietnam's representative at the UN. So he, he was pretty high up there. And so, you know, anybody in the government would have been executed or sent to, you know, and I put in air quotes here, uh, uh, re-education camp. And so my parents had no option but to, to escape. And uh, so at the time, you know, they had five kids. So they were really afraid, you know, what, what happens if the Americans only took two of our kids or three of our kids? Who do we leave behind? What do we do? And, and what happens if they get separated? So my mom would sew notes and some money uh, into which was worthless but at that point, you know, money into our clothes saying, this is my child, please take care of him in case we get separated. And uh, those were the fears that, that our parents went through. And so, but this amazing country called America brought us all over here and gave us opportunity. But that opportunity started in Africa because my, um, my father being, you know, he went to Cornell and uh, with an agricultural degree, there's not much to do over here. So his friends were looking at him going, you know, there's really not, unless you want to be a farmer, um, you know, you, you probably be best going overseas. And so we moved to West Africa and we lived there for seven years until my parents decided, well, you know, they, they don't speak any English and they need to learn English. So my mom had to take us back and my dad remained in Africa for another 15 years to work, to make a living for, uh, to support us. And, uh, my mom brought us back here and, and I went to uh, school here and then got accepted to, with the first class at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. Uh, and, and I then went to the Naval Academy. I went to, I got my master's in physics at uh, Naval Postgraduate School. I had a couple of patents under my name. I also was a fellow at MIT and Harvard. But this country also requires that you pay back, right? And I paid back with my service to this nation. Um, and so I spent 25 years in special operations and I fought in places like Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, I was in Pakistan for the earthquake recovery, and I was in the Balkans. I dove the ocean depths. I recovered John F. Kennedy Jr., his uh, wife and his sister-in-law, and I recovered the uh, USS Monitor, the first ironclad from the Civil War. So I was blessed to do a lot of things. But again, it's all in the uh, to repay this country for a, a family debt that we owed. So you know, leaving communism and seeing what's happening in America right now. What do you see happening as someone that has that perspective in your background of having fled communism previously? It's 
pretty scary that, that it becomes a fad now that young people think it's cool to be uh, oh socialist or communist and they, they don't understand the meaning of it right it's an oppressive uh form of government it's just, it's you know basically they they don't want you to have any faith at all except for faith in the government which you know that's fallible uh, they, they just definitely destroy religion they destroy everything that that uh the meritocracy and, and so we we disguise it in different things today right marxism socialism communism or now equity right they, they, it sounds like equality but it's not it's a uh, e equality means everybody starts off at the same level and equity means everybody finishes the same level and that's really a, a different kind of communism and we see that also we mentioned thomas jefferson high school for sets and technology they destroyed the entrance requirement there to where it goes from a meritocracy where, where the best, you know, rise to the top. And now they're introducing something like a lottery uh, so that, you know, it's more equitable for everybody. And that's just, just not how it works because, you know, you'll never see me playing in the NBA, right, or, or the NFL. But, you know, uh, but the knowledge in my head is what, what we had because my parents pushed that in this where, you know, they showed us that money and position in life, it can be taken away in a snap of a finger. But what's in your head will always stay in there, your, your, your knowledge. And that's why they push education. But for the Asian community that was really adversely affected by Thomas Jefferson's uh, decision on the entrance requirements, uh, it, it lowered the amount of Asians from 73% to 53%. Well, and talking about, you know, sort of communism in America, I think a lot of Americans are concerned about sort of our major institutions being taken over with this ideology. And I, I saw in one of your ads you're talking about how, you know, some of your friends in the Navy, like these military heroes who have served this country so honorably have been kicked out because they didn't want to get the vaccine. Oh, it's painful to watch, right? I mean, uh, one of my good friends, my classmate from Naval Academy was the number one uh, helicopter wing commander, like number one wing commander. So not just helicopter, but also the, the fixed aircraft wings in the Atlantic fleet. He was the number one commanding officer of all, all the guys there. And, and he had to be he, he refused to take the vaccine because he, for uh, religious purposes. Uh, and um, he even had his blood drawn because he contracted COVID at some point and recovered. He had his blood drawn and he had his uh, antibodies compared to that of his flight surgeon who had been uh, vaccinated and boosted. And he actually had more antibodies and they refused to take that in and forced him to be kicked out. Here's a guy who would have been an admiral. I have another guy who I brought up um, when uh, at the enlisted ranks, and I made it. I helped him become an officer. And Caleb uh, couldn't, uh, didn't want to get the vaccine. So now they're they they made him resign his commission because he didn't serve a full ten years as an officer. So he resigned his commission. So he had to go back to being enlisted. But because he only spent twenty one instead of twenty four months as a chief petty officer, he now has to be. Re uh, retired as a first class petty officer so twice demoted right from officer to enlisted and from enlisted uh chief petty officer the first class petty officer a guy who who had done amazing things for his country he was a saturation diver uh which is the very very secret stuff that we do underwater and then um and also he was an uh, explosive ordnance disposal technician working with seal teams and, and special forces teams and now we're just kicking to the curb because he refuses to get a vaccine that now we're finding out doesn't really work that well. Well, and to that point, I mean, the Secretary of Defense has now gotten COVID twice. He's had four shots. So why do you think they continue to kick out military heroes when we know that it doesn't stop the spread? I've always told everybody that this is the largest purge of, uh, 
of Christians out of the military because, you know, all these exemptions were based on religious exemption saying, hey, I'm not sure how you derive from this. And until you can prove to me uh, why why we're doing this and, and where it came from, you know, it's my religious right to to uh, to not get the vaccine. And so who are the people that are refusing this? A lot of very senior officers and very senior enlisted who are being kicked out. I had, a, again, another friend, Brett, who is a, who's a, a mass chief petty officer at, at um, SEAL Team 6. And, and, uh, and he transferred to Hawaii. And then he was, he's, he had to retire as an, uh, a senior chief because, again, he didn't spend all the time as a, a mass chief. And, you know, you're kicking out the people that would, the free thinkers, the people that would question, hey, why are we doing this? What, what's the purpose of this? Well, and that speaks to me. I, I didn't get the vaccine. Just, I, you know, I'm, I'm 37, so young-ish, you know, healthy. I, I didn't see the need for it because COVID was never a threat to my life. But I, I agree with you. I, I think ultimately what it is is a purge. And I, I think that's the concern where a lot of Americans have now, and, and particularly looking at, you know, communism in some of these other countries, which you know all too well. And it's we're sort of seeing our institutions starting to work against Americans, right? They're supposed to represent us. And instead now we're fearing our institutions. We had the DOJ going after parents, which, which, you know, being from the Northern Virginia area, we saw that in, uh, you know, Loudoun County as well. Uh, we're seeing the FBI raided the home of president Trump, a former president for the first time in American history. There's a reason we don't do that because it lays a precedent for looking more like, you know, some of these Latin America countries, some of these third world countries. So, uh, I mean, what do you make of that with sort of this fear that so many Americans have that our institutions are working against us, that we have to fear them? You're right. I mean, it's, it's uh, unconscionable, right? I mean, a lot of these, these things are made at the top level. My, um, I spent many years with the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. I commanded FBI agents in, in combat also. They're they attached to my units. And these uh, rank and file uh, special agents are, they, they, they're so mad. They're like, this is not the FBI I grew up in. This is not the badge I wore for, for 30 years. This is not what I swore my oath to. And, and we don't do this to people. We don't, I, I mean, some of the things they, uh, let's, let's be honest. It's not like on January 20th, 2021, Donald Trump was boxing up those, those boxes. Right. And that, that's why there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, when, when, when this, these things happen like uh, under Obama, that's why we say, okay, well bring these back because this is the way it's supposed to be done. We don't, we don't show up at a, a former president's house with a hundred special agents, you know, uh, tearing things apart. That's just not how it works. You ask for it and you get it back. But if you look at the warrant, it's pretty scary, right? The warrant goes from all the way from 2007 until two, uh, I'm sorry, 2017 to 2021. Why are they going all the way back there? That has nothing to do with the January 6th. Why are you going all the way back to 2017? This is a political witch hunt. And this is dangerous. This is dangerous for our country. This is dangerous for democracy. No, it's, I mean, it's very scary. And I, I think a lot of Americans know that, you know, there's all these memes that, you know, President Trump, that, you know, they're, they're going, you know, I'm basically stopping them from going to you, right? Like the point is not just President Trump, it's ultimately going, the natural end point of all of this is coming for anyone who doesn't share, you know, that the narrative that doesn't subscribe to this leftist group think that isn't part of, you know, that establishment, that regime, it ultimately comes from anyone. Uh, like we're seeing with the purge of the military, it's, you know, essentially anyone who dissents and, you know, doesn't, doesn't bow down. Right. So I, I think that's, you know, that's the fear of all of us is that's the natural end point is that it's coming for, for everyone ultimately. 
people that that uh, scream Antifa, right? You know, they're supporting the fascist ways of, of doing business. And it's, it's just scary. It's scary because it's it's like almost the insane running the asylum and, and calling us crazy because we we think one way because we question because we we dare to ask why. Quick commercial break. Back with Hong Kao on the other side. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Why did you ultimately decide to run? Obviously, you know, look, you've accomplished a great degree in your life. You could go and do whatever you want. Why, why run for political office, particularly right now when, you know, the stakes are so high? That is exactly why, because the stakes are so high. And, and I've always answered the call to duty. And I, I'll be honest, this has never been my dream. It's still not my dream. You know, I, I want to run a 501c3 to help wounded warriors and, and first responders. That's my life stream. I want to serve and, and uh, really, uh, I want to serve God's kingdom. But 
but th- when when you're you're the right person for right place right time you have to stand up and say here i am send me right and, and that's what I, I i believe i have the right skills right now to to get this country back on on track there's many um veterans who feel the same way i mean right now in congress and in the senate 535 seats there's only 89 veterans in office and that's that's disheartening because back in the days it, it used to be the opposite right only 89 were not we're not uh, veterans but today we're we're only at 89 the lowest ever and these people have never understand what sacrifice is when you have to say goodbye to your family your kids and and you know, you may come back in six months, nine months, or 12 months. Uh, my wife was uh, eight months pregnant when my oldest child, when I deployed to, to invade Iraq, and we were expecting 40% casualties. And um, I didn't know if I'd, I'd ever meet him, right? I had to let, write him letters saying, hey, son, you're 10 years old now, you know, uh, you're, you're double digits. Son, you're 16 years old. You're about to take on the responsibility of driving a car. Son, you're 18 years old. Uh, you're, you're about to be a man. But these are sacrifices we made. And and when you have members of uh, lawmakers, people that are supposed to declare war and and, and put uh, our, our troops in, in harm's way who don't, don't understand what it's like to sacrifice um, and, and they, they use our military as a pawn, I can't stand by and let that happen. I, I, I've, been, I've been in places where we really shouldn't be any at all anymore, and yet we're there doing things and... and you know, because of uh, an answer to our country, but then you peel back the onion, you realize, oh, these people are just using us as as a pawn in their their sick game, and you know it's time for veterans to stand up and say, no, enough. And what's what's the end goal here? What if a lot of these people are, are trying to destroy what we we fought to protect, right? The Constitution, of the United States, and and everything, the, all the virtues in this country. And that's why I'm running. Glad to hear that. It sounds like uh, we need you in the house. You, you had mentioned you've been deployed in combat in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Somalia. We're, we're at a year now after Biden's disastrous and embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan. They got 13 service members killed. He left Americans behind. I never thought we would see the day where an American president is so callous about leaving Americans behind. Uh, you know, as someone who's been in combat in Afghanistan, wh- what's going through your mind a year later after all of that? I just wrote a uh, an op-ed, which uh, Fox is going to print uh, in the next few days. It's what was it all for? Right? I mean, just why did all of our friends have to die? Why, why did we have to lose so many lives if we're just going to abandon people behind? This is just not the American way. We don't do that. Um, we don't do that anymore. You know, we I thought we learned the hard lessons of Vietnam. But don't forget the same person who made uh, was had a hand in that. Uh, the the current commander in chief also had you know he voted against any aid to Vietnam, and he also said in his uh, famous speech that hey uh, we have no moral obligation to save one or hundred thousand one Vietnamese people, uh, and then so you fast forward to uh, two thousand ten in Iraq when he he was the vice president of the United States and he went over there to to. Um, negotiate the uh, status force agreement and uh, failed to do so. And we got kicked out and ISIS began. And then now this, the fall of Kabul and watching mothers hand babies to Marines. I mean, it's just, it just breaks my heart. That's just like Vietnam all over again and the desperation of people. And we left American citizens behind the blue passport holders. We left them behind. And not only that, and, and people that helped us. And then we gave their names to the Taliban, the same people that are hunting them. And it's just, I don't understand this. And it's just, it breaks my heart. And so, you know, what happened is people like me 
we formed up we formed up these five one C threes and we collected money and we smuggled those people out people out. So you know, I know there's a lot of uh, uh, more famous groups like Pineapple Express, but my group, you know, we we worked our our rat lines, our our old sources, and we brought out 162 people. And that's what we do because that's what being an American is. We don't give up. We don't leave people behind. But again, you, you have a commander in chief who, who basically destroyed the credibility of the United States by doing what he did, left our allies and left our friends behind. I think that was really the turning point for this administration because you saw Biden's numbers start to tumble and they have tumbled ever since. I, I think a lot of people got a real clear eyed view of what this administration is about, the incompetency at the top, the inability to do the job, and just the callousness in the way he treated our fellow Americans. And I think that was the turning point for this administration. Yes, ma'am. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, this is a man who who five times was pulled up by the draft and five times deferred the draft because of asthma, right? I mean, wasn't he a football star in college or something? I mean, he deferred it because of asthma. So I, I have to wonder, you know, um, uh, what what goes through his brain sometimes, uh, and really, it's just the like you said, this the callousness of of how he treats our, our military. I mean, on one hand, he pulls us completely out of Afghanistan and allows these these thugs, these animals called the Taliban, to take over. And I call them that because you know they um, they they would m- murder uh, pregnant female police officers, shoot him in the stomach, or or like at one point he they were extracting the brain of one of them in front of our kids with a screwdriver. These are the animals that we deal with, and you just handed them over the key to to really a, a very powerful military now because they have all the aircraft that we left behind, all the tactical and, and uh, armored vehicles, and all the guns uh, that they left behind for um, for for them. And and at the same time, in the same breath, he reengages us in Somalia. He, he redeploys troops over there when when the f- uh, prior administration had pulled us out because it was a is a, a no-win situation with Al-Shabaab. They were so ingrained in there that we just didn't have the ability to, to you know, unless we, we were real, really ready to ramp up, uh, uh, President Trump just did not want to invest more American lives in, in that place. And but So on one hand, we pull out Afghanistan. On the other hand, we reinvest into Somalia. So I don't understand the end game there. So what do you think we should learn? So 20 years in Afghanistan, you've served in Afghanistan. What should we learn from that? My, my wife was the best to, to teach me this because I, I was I was pretty depressed after that happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I just left there six months ago. And she said, look, they had 20 years of seeing what freedom and democracy looks like. They had 20 years where girls can go to schools and didn't have to be abused, where, where little nine-year-old girls don't get married off to, to old men. 20 years of that. So at least there was hope and there's a generation of kids that knew what right looks like. Um, we weren't going to fix Afghanistan 100%. It's impossible to do it in 20 years. It takes a few lifetimes, a few generations to do that. But we were going to leave 2,500 troops. That's what General Miller's uh, plan was. Uh, Scotty Miller had, hey, we, we have a quick reaction force to, to quell any kind of uprising too fast, but let the Afghan National Defense Security Forces do their job um, what we should learn is, you know, we go in there and we, we, we do, do our job and leave. Like we, we shouldn't be over there too long. We should have left there. Honestly, uh, again, hindsight's always 2020, right? We, we should have left there after a few years. I mean, by 2004, 2005, it was pretty safe over there. Um, and, and, and if, if something else was to come up and we go back in there, whack them and leave again, that's how we should have been doing it. Again, I'm, I, 
I was very junior in rank at the time, so I'm not I'm not the person to to think about it now. But now, as a more senior officer, I can go back and go. You know, we should have gone in there and and, and taken care of business and just leave, because our military is not there to build nations. Right? We we actually destroy nations. We we're better at that than we are building nations, and that's the State Department's job. And that's the the State Department failed in their mission over there and, and relied on the military to do things like pumping up governments and and uh, training police forces. That's not that's not what we do. We go in there, we we do our business, and we leave, and and we go back in and and keep people back in check if we have to. Well, you know, earlier you were talking about, um, you know, when your wife was pregnant and you, you were serving and, and writing letters to your son, you didn't know if you were going to meet him or not. So you're a father of five uh, and you're also, you know, a devout Christian. How does your faith and being a father guide your decision making and guide your decision to run? It's uh, my faith is everything I, I do. Um, everything I do is, is based on my faith and, and my, my vision, but the lens which I use will always be the, the Christian lens. Now, I grew up in a Buddhist family uh, in a Muslim country, right? West Africa was all Muslim. So, I mean, I became a Christian and, and that's the lens with it, which I see the world. And so I think one of the things I told my church when, when I was, um, when I won the primary was, Hey, you know, when I was a kid, I, 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 I was, you know, I, I'm a big martial artist. Um, and so, I, I've been doing it for my entire life ever since I was eight years old. And so um, kids would say, Hey, I'll fight you, but you can't use your karate on me. Right. I can't turn that off. Right. It's not a switch. I can turn on. Okay. Don't use, you know, anti-karate or karate, you know? So likewise, I can't look at the view of the, well, what I'm supposed to do in, in my everyday life without looking through the Christian lens. Like what, what's God's purpose in this and how can I glorify God? And that's where, that's what guides everything that I do. Well, and also a father of five, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we, so, so that's we a job in, it's, yes. in and of itself. I know. And, <laughs> and my wife homeschools and God bless her heart. Uh, but my oldest is uh, at the Naval Academy right now. He's uh, uh, just finished up Fleet Summer. And then my, my daughter's uh, 16, almost 17. And then, uh, then we have twin 10 year olds. And then, and then this, uh, this kid from nowhere, this four-year-old, I, I don't know how it happened. Why'd you guys decide to homeschool? The, uh, the education systems, again, we were, we were looking at, uh, on one hand, we were moving so much. The military was moving us every 18 months. And so my kids having to say goodbye to friends and starting new schools, learning a new, uh, you know, with a new teacher every day was hard. But we, we started seeing the inklings of the critical race theory being uh, sifted into the school systems. And my wife had a you know, again, she prayed about it and she's like, Hey, listen, I, I'm not comfortable with what's being taught here. You know, uh, uh, the, the hatred and, and, um, just the divisiveness that's being taught in school. She, she just couldn't stand for it. And it's like, well, you know, uh, we prayed about it and, and that's what we've been doing. And, and our kids, you know, thank, thanks to her are brilliant. They, they really are very, very smart. They're very good critical thinkers. And that's what we, we stuck with because we wanted them to be in, in a, we wanted them to learn to think on their own and question things, right? Not not question parents or authority, but question. Okay, why? Why did this? Ha- you know, what? What? Um, you know, where did the dinosaurs go? Where, what happened to this? What? You know, um, what? What? Uh, why? Why is it nine point eight one meters per second squared? Uh, you know, th- those are things we want them to ask, uh, and and so that's why we wanted them to to expand their minds and also just to to each kid is different, right? There's no one size fits all. And so we, we, uh, fashion each, uh, each curriculum based on, on the child and what their strong, uh, their strengths are and, 
and really shore up where they're they're weak. That makes sense. I, I also I feel like sort of the the lack of critical thinking, the lack of questioning, and there's a lack of common sense these days. It, it seems, and and I think sort of the powers that be, whether it's big tech or you know government or whatever, really tries to go in and you know squash any of that questioning. You know, I mean, we saw that during COVID when you know, accounts that were simply raising questions about COVID and the efficacy of lockdowns or or vaccines were stifled and censored and shut down. There seems to be a real desire to just stop free speech and to to end the ability to question broader narratives. Yes. I mean, that's the most anti-American thing I've ever heard of, right? I mean, it's, it's our, it's in our DNA as Americans to question everything, to say, why, wait, why, why do I have to do that? That's that's the American way. Like you know, um, we want to look for more efficient, better, faster, uh, you know, smarter. We we want you know. Don't just tell me this is done because this is how it's always been done. We always question everything as Americans. That's why we have that ingenuity within us. That's why we have that that American spirit. I, I love calling it the American spirit because it really is. You know, um, it's that ingenuity and that can-do attitude. Uh, yesterday, the command, the former commanding officer, USS Samuel B. Roberts, passed away. Samuel B. Roberts hid in mine in the, uh, during the Iran, uh, Iran-Iraq war and it um, broke the keel. The keel is the backbone of the ship and the, in all aspects that ship should have broken in half and sunk. But the men on board that ship welded that ship together and tied it together and held it, stitched it together with cables and held that ship from, from falling apart. You know, that's the American spirit. The same American spirit that raised up every single ship in in Pearl Harbor, with the exception of Utah and Arizona, and refitted for war to chase the same Japanese fleet that sank them. Because we said, why? Why do we have to give up? No, we're going to go back out and get them. The same American spirit that took the the rubbles from the World Trade Center and forged the metal into the USS New York, you know, the uh, a uh, you know a warship. Those are that's the American spirit I'm talking about. The the one, same ones that says, you know, why? Why? Why are we? limited to just being on the ground and, and, and the Wright brothers created the airplane and then we put a man on the moon. That's, that's what we, we need to push in our country is the, the, the ability to ask why, why are we limited to this and why, what's, you know, why can't we, we innovate and do things better? And, and before we go, I know you're running for Congress in Virginia, so you've got a tight schedule. I, I remember those days being on the campaign trail. I used to work in politics for quite some time. Is there any, anything else you want to leave us with before you go? Like I said, this is the greatest country in the world. And I would, I, I was, what, what you know, this is something worth fighting and dying for. And that's why I fought for it. That you said I'm a father of five because I could not allow my kids to grow up in a country where, you know, freedom isn't, you know, freedom isn't readily available for everybody that, that, you know, free speech is curtailed. I couldn't let them live live in a world like that. And that's why you, you we fight. That's why we fight because I, I'd rather go overseas and fight and maybe die than, than allow my kids to, to live in, in, in a world where they have to, you know, look over their shoulders or people, you know, censoring what they say or think or do and limit them. And so this is, I'm telling you right now, the time to fight is now. It's, it, we always think every year, oh, this is the most critical fight ever. But when you have a government that's willing to, to, to put $700 billion worth of debt onto our children, our children's children, and, and, and do things like critical race theory or, or say that uh, a boy is a girl and a, boy, a girl is a boy. I mean, these are things that we need to be able to fight for, fight for our kids and fight for our country. 
I agree. The time is now. Um, I don't think we get another shot at this. So the time is now. And then where can people go learn more about you and to donate? Oh, thank you for that. Uh, yes, it's uh, hunkhalfforcongress.com. So H-U-N-G-C-A-O-F-O-R uh, congress.com. And that's uh, where you can find er- everything about me. Everything you need to know is, is right there where I stand on things. But, um, you know, I, th- I hope that, again, I hope uh, we, we reinvigorate the, the trust in the spirit of America and, and let's get our country back because this is not what I fought for. And, and I know a lot of veterans feel the same way, too. But I appreciate your voice, and I certainly hope you win. Hung Kao running for Congress, Virginia's 10th congressional district. Go check them out. Hung, I really appreciate your time and your fight and uh, praying that you win and, and that uh, smooth sailing for the campaign. So thanks so much for, for joining the show. Thank you, Lisa. hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Hung Kao. I mean, what an impressive background the guy has. So I sincerely hope he wins his race for Virginia's 10th Congressional District. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review. You can rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts. We love to hear what you have to think. So give us five stars. Leave us a review. Always love reading those. And I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for always working so hard to put these together for you guys. Thanks so much. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.